Rubies! 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 Jamie Tommy Podcast! Talking about movies! Movies! Jamie Tommy Podcast! Talking about movies! I don't know if it's dividend stock, Tom, but it's something. This is JB's Driving Podcast. How's everybody doing out there? Yeah. 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 I can't hear myself. Now you can. Now I can. Oh, hey, there I am. Um, uh, JB's Driving Podcast. We are in the middle of sexy, sultry, slutty Sharon Stone <laughs> September. Uh, it was so much, the last movie we reviewed, Sliver was so much for Paul, the, the bathroom scene, that he's, he's not here with us. He, he's not. No. No. Uh, he apparently uh, um, was had, had a little accident in the sauna. He said he was, you know, getting, he, he was thinking about the movie, that scene specifically, listened to the show, and... Um, I thought it was a uh, operation. I thought it was the All Hands Alaska Cruise redo. Well, I was trying to cover up for that. No, yeah, I mean maybe it was a sauna on the cruise. No, yeah, right, right. No, apparently he got it's a, cold a, up there. He got a secret message. He got a. He, he claimed I was talking to him earlier this week. He claimed that he got a message from this individual uh, Jacques he met on the one in December, and uh, about meeting him down in Port Canaveral, Florida. And I haven't got a hold of Paul since then. We can only assume that he is another cruise because he is the cruising type. I know a lot of cruising types. That's why. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's why. So he's he's off doing what he has to do to let a little steam. little steam little, September. <laughs> steamy September. So... And of course, since he's not here, Surf's not here either. So it's just Tom and Jimmy on sexy talking about movies. Talk, talking about movies. Let's get this commercial out of the way. He's been doing a great job on the social media. Thepin.com. Thepin.com. Never Trump bullshit. Thepin.com. Never Trump bullshit. Thepin.com. There we go. Yeah. Hey, so we're recording this, and there's a football game on. There is a football game on. Jalen Hurts just threw a touchdown. Two. Who do you throw it to? D. Smith. Oh, damn it. Not A.J. Brown. (laughs) Fuck. But I do have Jalen Hurts in um, our redraft league. So that's in, I've got him in two, two leagues. Weren't you be giving a hard time about that, uh, trading for Jalen Hurts by a certain uh, someone? Yes, I was. <laughs> He's such a terrible player. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Running around scoring points. <laughs> <laughs> what bur- Didn't Dude. he score more than Burrow last week? I think he did. Doing all sorts of – no, everyone tanked last everyone week. Everyone tanked. We shall not talk about yeah, last week. Last week was a bad week. For, I mean, no, seriously. Half the fantasy quarterbacks did shitty. Babylon B hit it, though, man. Yes, yes. Guy, guy plans six months <laughs> in advance, advanced. loses 172 to 20-something. And, of course, our dear friend Goldberg l- took it literally. Who plans <laughs> six months in advance? He gets the retarded horns. <laughs> The retarded ones that we circulate. Well, and then, of course, I make, the, I make the white supreme pizza joke, and, and Griffith goes, I'm just I'm struggling to find out why someone did took that pull. Reaction video, I'm Griffiths. Like, I'm like, really? It was a joke. It was Re- a joke about how everything is white supreme pizza nowadays. Yes. That's the joke. It's the Doesn't joke. Funny. It's the joke, sir. It is the joke. Do I have to explain, explain the joke I don't to know. everyone? So, um... Aliens pop back up in the news. You know, <laughs> God. It's like, it's like someone's sixth grade art project 
All right, today we're going to make paper mache aliens. I mean, and they release this video, and it's like your typical grainy video from, I don't know, I look like it from like Peru or something, 1970s, when they discovered like some ancient Peruvian, I don't, like it just, it looks so fake to begin with. Mm-hmm. Then you see the the alien, the coconut head, because again, there could be no other alien. There is two forms of of intelligent life in the universe: us and the coconut heads. Well, it wasn't. Even, it was worse because if you look at the head, it looks like they took mango a head. ball and then put one of those cardboard tubes on it and then put a face. On the cardboard tube. So you're saying they might have taken newspaper strips, cut them up. And, and put them in, in this water <laughs> this goo stuff. plaster mixture. <laughs> that you learned in elementary school. <laughs> and then made and a really, really bad alien-looking <laughs> thing. And the teacher said, ah, it's a good job, Johnny. I'm sorry, Mexico. It's a good job, Jose. Jose. Pablo, that's very good. And, and it, the fact is, it people buying this shit. I don't know how many people find this. I, I no, no. There, listen, <laughs> we talked to Goldberg on the text thread. There are people like him out there. There's a lot of people that there's dude. You don't realize how many people out there there are like him. That he thinks if he rubs two pennies together, he's starting to fire. That, that what? what Jalen Hurts just scored another touchdown. <laughs> did he? Did he run it in himself or? No, he passed to the same person. Again? Yep. Son of a bitch. <laughs> what the hell? Why is he not throwing to A.J. Brown? Well, I could, I, I'll text him. I'll say, hey, could you could you please pass to other people? Thank you. Yeah. That sucks. Your best friend. That, that sucks. <laughs> Justin Jefferson has 1.5 points. And really I've got him in that weird Scott League. Oh, yeah. I don't even pay attention to that shit. So, anyway, again, it goes back to my... There are people out there who think... There are people out there who think that these <clears throat> super intelligent aliens, one by one, make a beeline for Earth in these super sophisticated flying saucer aircrafts and then crash land. And have no recourse. Uh, there's no recourse. Like, and then they do it again. And again. Uh, it's the same plan over and over. Because this was a, th- a thousand years ago. So they. So apparently, let, let's follow the timeline, right? Yeah. A thousand years ago, they do, they, do, they do this. And then time passes. And then they do it again. But they don't have a backup plan. They have all this sophisticated technology. And they don't try to do it better next he, time. There's, there's, they're, they're in this. <laughs> Why is it the same story? They, they're in this. You can imagine these coconut heads. They're in their laboratory. And I'm sure if they have these sophisticated enough technology to, to launch these assholes at us, at light speed, they must be cameras or something along with it. Some type of information device where they can watch what's going on. Yeah. And they're watching it. And it, these damn things crashing weekly, apparently, according to some conspiracy, according to Art Bell and George Norrie and all them. And it's, Coast. Our, it's our climate changing atmosphere. That's what it must be. And and like, well, I mean, so they're watching their friends get launched like fucking catapulted towards us, and as soon as they enter like Earth's orbit or something, maybe it's punishment. Maybe it, maybe I, they lost a bet. Just okay, you're next. You got to go live with the assholes. That's right. And then they get killed. <laughs> By the way, did you hear Tim Cook of Apple wants to remove all the carbon from the atmosphere? Yeah, that would kill us. Yeah, no, he almost killed Apple. But he's so. he's an idiot. He's a fucking just idiot. like all these other leftists who believe in climate change. They believe in aliens too. But seriously, like these aliens are sitting around this this freaking room and they're watching this happen. And like, ah, it didn't happen this time. Maybe we should improve it. No, let's just do it again. Let's see. That's why I think these aliens they lost a bet, or they uh, or that these are the prisoner aliens. Hey, they 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 are sending. We're Australia. They're not sending us their best. They never do. <laughs> they're, not, they're not sending us their best. They, it's like they they have these awesome ships that are just. Fantastic space with weapons, and they get it in a fucking Earth that we're ah, dead. Ah, shit, we fucked up again. Duh, Billy's gone. Bill, Bill's gone. Yeah, and they have normal names too. They don't have names just like you know, like Zimbabwe. You know, it's like uh Joe. Joe, he's long, long live Joe. 
Then and then was traveled by it's 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 a two man aircraft or two man spacecraft. But yeah, 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 our atmosphere always causes them to get every, drunk every single fucking time. Maybe they're time. drunk in our oxygen atmosphere. Maybe instead of being toxic, it just makes them intoxicated. Intox. They haven't figured it out yet. Apparently. They haven't figured it out as, yet. As high One tech day as they, they are, will. they live amongst us, live amongst us, and all that shit. And we're gonna get invaded and all that. But you know, you know, one day the dumbest. Then we get this paper mache coconut head. That, uh-huh. that definitely adds credibility. Well, they put it in a really nice coffin. It's like it looks like like a saint or something. You know those. Uh, Saints who don't like their skin doesn't deteriorate, like yeah, saint or you know, someone you know, mother whoever, and they just yeah, huh? their skin doesn't deteriorate. Mm-hmm. That's what that's yeah. they put them in like one of them nice you know the spare mache project. They must have uh, they, well they didn't they say they 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 were in some sort of, sort of algae bed or something. I guess that's the same as like a paper mache peat bog or paper mache <laughs> something you know whatever. Don't buy this. Why don't you ever see aliens in the Caribbean? Think about that. Hmm, it's too hot. Well, they were, these are down in Mexico, aren't they? It's kind of hot. That's down Caribbean. There. That's different. We're not talking about fucking Cancun. They ain't Cancun, dude. They ain't hanging out. And they ain't getting like doing them, them, uh, them yard those yard drinks. Yep. You know they're they're down in like the jungle and stuff, mm-hmm. in Mexico. Yeah. They crash land. Because it makes it harder for them to verify if it's really real or not. And so, these there must be pull. some minerals there that's like attracting their air, their spacecraft like a magnet, <laughs> causes them to crash and become intoxicated. So that you know, it's like the same stuff that our trailers are made out of. can bonk them on the head. Yeah, turn into paper mache. Coconut, coconut heads. Mm-hmm. The dumb. Yeah, you don't see them in the Caribbean, man. It's tragedy. Well, you know, if they went down there, we would we would never see them. We'd just, you know. Let's just hang out and drink. Hang out and drink. Maybe that's where the rest of them went. They're like, oh, those dummies. They went to the desert. Who goes there? Let me build Vegas. All right, fine. Stupid. Fine. You you can gamble. That's okay. Yeah. Just it's just ridiculous. I don't know. So they're they're back in the news to um distract distract us. us from Hunter Biden. Yeah, that's awesome. Who did nothing wrong? Yeah. Ever. According to some people in our text thread, Goldberg. Ever, 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 never, ever. Despite God. all evidence to the contrary. Well, <laughs> if there were evidence, then they would prosecute. Or would they? <laughs> you don't understand how our government works. I think I explained to you before the podcast how it works. Yep. Anyway. Anyway, so yeah, so the aliens are in the news. Woo! Um, R.I.P. Jimmy Buffett as well. Yeah. Um, I've been. I would say, if there is one, if there's a silver lining to Jimmy Buffett passing away, it's the fact that like Radio Margaritaville is playing nonstop Jimmy Buffett, but they're playing like all hit the all the music that you haven't heard from him. You know, all they're just playing albums and like shows, and it's pretty refreshing. It's like, like deep cuts, deep cuts, man. It's it's cool, <clears throat> and I'll be down there in a week from now. Well, they, the the uh, they don't they, taste yeah don't they um don't they do the radio Margaritaville Sirius XM from yeah. from down there? Well, by it every time down in uh, you could like, like knock on the thing and like, hey, I want to be on. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll do that when I'm down there. So I'm gonna have some time, especially at Sunday. Say you're a super fan. I fly down Saturday night. I don't have like Saturday night. I thought you didn't. You don't fly down Friday. I have a, uh, no, I have a game. Uh, I have some games on Saturday, some soccer games. So I'm, oh, I'm leaving in the right. evening, uh, Saturday evening flight at like 6.05, get down there at 8.30, 6.05. get in my Tesla that I'm renting. You like renting those Teslas? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> I wouldn't nice. spend the money on them. I'm sure they're neat. Honestly, for what I'm doing down there, it's going to save me money renting the Tesla because I won't have to fill up on gas. Uh, because where I'm going is a half an hour away. Like I'm going four days, half an hour away from me. So it's worth it. Gas is a little more expensive in Florida than it is up here, believe it or not. A little bit. That's true, though, because there's that one gas station by the airport that likes to gouge people. Oh, my gosh. They're so bad. And you could just plug it into your house. Yeah, just plug it into the house. I'm good. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess a Tesla would be better for you. Yeah, it's it's much better. It's much, much better. Um I enjoy driving it, and then said that the family's coming down that Wednesday night. Plus, it's like a ninja car. You don't hear it coming. Fuck no. Fuck no. But I got that entire Sunday to myself. Like, literally nothing to do that Sunday. That's glorious. So I figure I'm going to get down there on a Friday. 
we might talk about this next week too and just get in Tesla and go to Disney Springs. Something, some, whatever you oh, want to do. Oh, it's dude, all, it's, it's freaking fantastic. Dude, it really I, is. I am going to do whatever I want to do that night, uh-huh. and which will involve me drinking. You never thought that doing whatever you want to do would be such a luxury. Dude, it's been uh, over 20 years. <laughs> it has been. been. Like, just doing dude, whatever you want to do. See, I have been with Mika for 20 years, so it's been over 20 years since I was able to do... Well, I shouldn't say it, but you know what I'm saying. It's yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, like, have... No responsibility, no uh, someone else depending on you yeah. to to be somewhere. I mean, it's you don't think about that when you're in your like early twenties. You think, yeah, life is gonna be like this forever. Yeah. Nope. Nope. But yeah, doing that whole thing is it. It's I th- I think even at night after you're you know had a kickball class. Mm-hmm. I think you're you're gonna enjoy whatever you know whatever you oh. whatever you're doing. I think it's gonna be great. Every night, every night that I'm down there, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be just just enjoying. Is this an eight hour course? Yes, eight hours a day. Wow, that sucks. It's pretty intensive, but you know I I it's worth it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's worth it. I mean, but yeah, no, I'm taking advantage of every Sports. freaking night that I'm down there. I'm just especially that Sunday. My God, I'm that Saturday night, and it's, I'm gonna just. I might just go to Margaritaville itself. Why not? So I don't have to drive. Go to the bar. That's Saturday night's a popular scene right there by um, wherever it's called. Sunset Walk. Yeah. Just walk around there and drink. Then get the drunk bus back to the, the fucking uh, townhouse. And yep. Pass out. I don't have to wake up the next morning until whenever I want to wake up. So why not? You can sit on the couch. <laughs> why not? <laughs> anyway. This is a movie show. You guys don't want to hear us bitching about. We have a movie. We did Sliver last week. Any uh, final thoughts? Nope. Um, much different than this week. And I, I was mentioning to you that I, I think I think Sharon Stone, and everyone thinks she's Sharon Stone with basic instinct, right? And I think Correct. she's a little underrated as far as that is concerned because if you I remember agree. last week with Sliver and, and, and some other roles like, like basic instinct, she's always... Not always, but she's typically either ahead of you or she's got an advantage. Mm-hmm. In this movie, which is what? Intersection. Intersection. 1994's. Intersection with Richard Gere. She is often on the back foot. Yes. She's often on, she's reserved. She's not in control. Correct. She's so, n- and it's not from a lack of not being one of the starring roles, because she is. Correct. Well, but but she's on the back foot. So she's on the back foot. So that's, we are, that's my we are, comparison here on su- sexy, sultry, slutty Sharon Stone. September we are covering Intersection when it came out on January twenty first. This is Paul's part. Yep. Nineteen ninety four, opening at seventy. I mean, sorry. Seven point eight million dollars for what do you think it was that weekend? Seven point eight million dollars. Seventy million for the weekend. No, seven seven point eight million dollars. Seven million for the weekend. I don't know. Uh, sixth. Third. Really. Oh, okay. And it totaled for the year twenty one point three million. Oh, that's that's low. Sixtieth. Okay. It didn't open against anything. <laughs> but well, the well, what was out. What was that? Do you know? we, we had this memorized, dude. Yeah. What was that? Was uh, Tom Hanks, Philadelphia. Oh, okay. Robin Williams, Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. Um, Grumpy Old Men. Iron Will. Pelican Brief. Remember the Pelican Brief? Uh-huh. Liam Neeson's uh, Schindler's List. I see. Like, I watched all the Batman movies this uh, week too. Batman began. Well, I should say Nolan. Uh, Nolan's the Nolan. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Dark Knight Rises is overrated, and we should do those. It, it is a little bit of out of our time wheelhouse, but yeah, we make exceptions. We do. Tombstone, great movie. I love. See, I love. This is the. I think the, my most not one of my most favorite parts of doing movies from the seventies, eighties, and nineties mm-hmm. is hearing what these movies were up against. Yes. Almost all of them are like freaking classics or something you've heard of. And then we we do a movie that's maybe newer. You're like, I didn't hear right. any of that shit. Right. You know, like, whatever. But, you know, like Pelican Breed, Mrs. Doubtfire. I mean, everyone's heard of these movies. 
No, you're right. Speaking of one, mm-hmm. House Party Three, <coughs> mm-hmm. and uh, Shadowlands. Mm-hmm. Um, the director of this movie was Mark Rydell. He directed such movies as On Golden Road, For the Boys, and this one, Intersection. Yeah. David Reef Rayfield was a screen screenplay writer. Um, also along with Marshall Brickman and Paul, it was based off a novel by Paul Gumard. This movie is actually a remake of the French film La Choi- La Choices de la Vie by Claude. Remember the French teacher in middle school, Pennsylvania Middle School. It was it was it was her and Mrs. Gray. Why well, Mrs. Gray? Now I remember going door to door, not door knocking, and Mrs. Gray was one of the doors I knocked on. Wow, really, dude? It was a good time because I was like, "Wait a second. and she had me up. She lived on Revere Beach, and huh. she had this. She invited me in, and this was like a Friday evening when I was you know door knocking for the campaign. And she had this deck that overlooked um, the water. Yeah. And she's like, you want something to drink? I'm like, yeah. Stop door knocking, obviously. Because actually it was my last stop. So we just like hung out for like an hour and a half just drinking and looking at the water just talking. It was awesome. Hardcore Republican. Oh, really? Yeah. She seemed very, I mean, she was always very nice when I had her with first manager. Oh, yeah. She's. Uh, I forget who the. All I know about the French classes, they went to Canada. Yeah, they went to Canada, Spanish and not. But I, thought, I always thought Mrs. Gray was a very attractive woman too. She was. She was a very attractive woman, but man, we were just talking. It's nice when you catch up with with people that you used to know. And Tom, now you're older, you can catch up with them again. I tell you what, if 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 I wasn't with Mika. <laughs> Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> and I wasn't for about that hour. <laughs> Dude, it, it was, it, I just say, it was, it was interesting. Like, just, like, it, it, she had a beautiful, like, the, the beautiful, it was a beautiful view, just talking. Yeah. Just drinking wine. She had, like, all these different bottles of wine. Yeah. It was interesting. Neat. Neat. Anyway, let's continue. That was a long time ago. Well, it was uh, 2006. That was 19 years ago. Isn't that a hard... No, it was 19. It was... Uh, Wait. 18 years ago. Well, 18. No, no, 16 Se- years. 17 years ago. No, no, whatever. We're math majors. Uh, this movie star... Wait a minute. Okay, anyway. I, I, missed my, my, I missed my part, all right? I know. You're off. I thought it was just interesting. I want to throw it in there. <laughs> the remake of French film La Ch- Chase de la Vis by Claude Sautet a story both filmed and set in Vancouver, British Columbia. Concerns the architect. I, by I didn't know it was in Canada oh, yeah. until like he, he drives to the, to the to mail that letter yeah. and there's a Canadian flag there. I'm like, wait a minute. Or it was right before then because someone mentioned Canada and I was like, oh, wait a minute, this is in Canada? Oh, I, of course, I didn't really care. I, it it kind of looked like it might have been in the, in the Seattle. north. I thought it was or Seattle Maine, or Portland or something. Or some, yeah. or somewhere like, yeah, yeah, you're right. It's a coastal, colder coastal city somewhere up north. One of the, one of the greatest opening scenes of all time. Anyway, um, stars Sharon Stone as Sally Eastman. She starred in <clears throat> King Solomon's Mines. You met Alan Quarterman. It's actually a decent movie. Indiana Jones ripoff, but still. Decent movies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Alan Quartermain and the Lost City of Gold. Police Academy 4, Citizen on Patrol, Action Jackson, and Total Recall, both in our suppository. Obviously, um, He Said, She Said, Where Sleeping Dogs Lie, Basic Instinct, which we will be covering soon, uh, Sliver, which we covered last week, Last Action Hero, she has a cameo in that, Intersection, The Specialist, which we'll be covering next week, Quick and the Dead, not a bad movie, mm-hmm. not a bad movie. It's it's really underrated. Uh, Casino, which is in their suppository. Diabolique, which is in their suppository. Catwoman, Broken Flowers, Alpha Dog, The Disaster Artist, and Ratchet, which is currently on Netflix. Um, we have Richard Gere. It's our first Richard Gere movie. That's hard to believe. Is it? Our first Richard Gere movie. Wow. Uh, heartthrob of the middle-aged women back in the 80s and 90s. Uh-huh, exactly. Big time. And the hair to, hair to match. He is Vincent Eastman in this movie. He starred in American Gigolo. Uh, that is Paul's codename, by the way, American Gigolo. Especially this week. 
Yes, and uh, absolutely. An officer and a gentleman, the Cotton Club, Pretty Woman, which he's probably most known for. I was going to say, what do you think he's most known for? Is it Pretty Woman? I would say Pretty Woman followed by Primal Fear and American Gigolo and an Officer and Gentleman. I don't know. Probably Pretty Woman. I think Pretty Woman. That's an iconic movie. Um, he's one of those actors that did a, one or two really good movies, and then he existed just by being himself. Exactly. He was Richard Gere in every movie. <laughs> he was Richard Gere in this movie. Um, Intersection, First Night, starring Sean Connery as well. Uh-huh. Uh, Primal Fear, The Jackal, Runaway Bride, The Mothman Prophecies. Uh-huh. Remember that one? I do remember that one. Mm-hmm. Very interesting movie. Very interesting time in my life as well. Unfaithful. That's a good movie. Starring Diane Lane. Diane Lane is a very attractive woman back in the day. Very yeah, attractive. She was. She was that, that movie is actually a good movie. I don't she, think she ever got married and had kids either. I don't know if she did, but she was very attractive. Mm-hmm. Chicago and movie 43. We have Lolita Davidovich. Uh, as, uh, as o- the other woman. As the other, the mistress. Olivia Marshak. She starred in Adventures in Babysitting, JFK, Raising Cain, Leap of Faith, which is a great movie. Uh, Leap of Faith stars uh, Steve Martin. Mm-hmm. You ever see, have you seen Leap of Faith? Uh, no. It is. A, dude, if you have the chance to leap of, see Leap of wait, Faith. Wait, 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 wait. No. I, it just came to me like, I think I know what it is. At first, I didn't know what it was. I think I know what it is. I still haven't seen it. It is a, it is a very good movie. Okay. It's about a um, one of those... Tent pastures that goes from like poor town to poor town and wipes all their money away because they yeah. get everything. Yeah, it's they, a, it's right. a it's a good movie. I would watch it if I were you. Okay, he will do it. Boiling Point, Intersection, Cobb, Jungle to Jungle, and Hollywood Homicide. And of course, we have Martin Landau, the great Martin Landau, who passed away and um. July 15th, 2017. Uh, he starred in Porkchop Hill, North by Northwest, Cleopatra, The Greatest Story Ever Told. These movies, man. Mission Impossible, the TV series. Lasted 76 episodes. Tucker, The Man and His Dream. Sliver. That was a good movie. He was also in Sliver. Yep. Intersection, this movie. Ed Wood, one of our all-time favorites. X-Files, Rounders, which we haven't covered, which is weird. We haven't covered Rounders. Ed TV, Sleepy Hollow, which is another good. We might call cover Tim Burton's Sleepy Hollow coming up in Shocktober. Shocktober. Shocktober right around the corner. You don't realize it. it's oh, right around the corner. It's it, It'll be tomorrow before you know it. Yeah. Shocktober. Yeah, it will be tomorrow. Shocktober. Tomorrow. Ready to rumble on his depository in Hollywood Homicide. Um. This film received poor reviews from critics with Rotten Tomatoes 9% of critics like I mean 9% for critics and it was a um 29% for regular people. Roger Ebert described the film as a belated reminder of one of the immortal genres of earlier years, the shaggy lover story in which a doomed romance is told against a backdrop of impending heartbreak. The twist at the end is supposed to send you out of the theater blowing your nose, but the people around me seem more concerned with clearing their sinuses. Uh, here's a here's a user review from Rotten Tomatoes about this movie. Richard Gere is a total loser in this film. <laughs> Every scene is about him and tries to overshadow a solid performance by Sharon Stone. Sharon Stone did a good job. Uh, The second woman is a forgettable character. Just one more hooker for gear. The script struggles to form a family unit with ex-wife and child, but misses when everything revolves around the self-absorbed gear. I give the film a minus 50. Something tells me this woman sits at home at night with her kitty cats, her fucking cheap-ass wine, and watches Sex in the City. I think that person missed the point of the movie. She did. (laughs) It <laughs> wasn't about any of those things. <clears throat> Another re- 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 review. How many movies 
How many movies do we have to suffer through to depict the alluring, free-spirited type of girlfriend pulling the morally gray husband away from the nagging wife? More dumbasses. Uh, no. I I don't think... I, I, I don't know. I don't think these people watch the same movie. I don't think so either. This w- movie won the ninth worst movie award in uh, the Paintograph magazine. Top 10 worst movie by the Spokesman Review. Dishonorable mention for uh, the worst movie of this year by San Jose Mercury News. And the worst movie by the Tampa Tribune, Tribune of, of this year. Hmm. Very interesting. Well, I throw that in there for you. Yeah, well, and, that's... Uh, and the audience, because I want the audience to know what's going on with our, <laughs> our thought process. You know, typically, you will see a movie either with, with uh, you know, a mixture or whatever, but that was all kind of negative. That was very negative. I, I mean, I can look to see if there's any positive stuff. And, but and cons- no well, one mentioned how, how great the soundtrack was. Oh, the, the uh, clarinet in the background? The music. Yeah, I thought was, the music was very good. I think if you combine the music with the constant rain... And the setting, yes, I agree. Jane Janet Maslin of New York Times said that uh, as a soap opera elevated by stellar cast and given the illusion of contemplativeness by repeated slow motion shots of a car crash, intersection really ought to be more fun. But despite the glossiness, it winds up seeing profoundly eventful, uneventful. Perhaps because a car crash is the story's only real dramatic turn. The film's uncredited fourth star, The Scenery of Vancouver, adds visual appear without the raising the energy level throughout, although Harold Michelson's lavish production design will hold an audience interest. See, there's another negative review. I, I don't know. It wasn't a terrible movie, but it wasn't a specifically good movie. It was, it, it, it it was, was there. An, it was an adequate movie. And it was an adequate movie for genre. Genre. Let me pull my notes up. As I said, the opening scene is probably one of the best ever of any movie. Why do you say that? Because Richard Gere dies in a car crash. No. I mean, and it's like slow-mo. He's like driving down in his really expensive Mercedes coupe, you know. He's got that letter. He's smiling. And, of course, like you're watching it, and right away you're like, he's got these flashbacks of tatas. Like oh, oh, I like oh. What's going on here? I like the, the, the I think the use of flashbacks here was one of the better uses of flashbacks. flashbacks that I've yeah. seen. A lot of times they can get muddled, but you think in this case it build the story, and, and that's why those reviews don't make any sense because it, it, the, this movie wasn't supposed to be fun or wasn't supposed to be whatever they said. It, it each of those flashbacks added to whatever. Richard Gere's character was was thinking or going through because it kind of was about him. It the was. Whole movie. It was about a wife and who wasn't getting. Well, okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right because it because because you know he, and, he, and it's explained that she used to be a different person. Yeah, and they now, show that she was a different person at one time. Right. By banging and, him on the couch. Right. Which was fantastic. And and now wonderful scene. It's different, and you have cold hard bitch now. A creative man, creative husband. Yes, who's in architecture, yes. And the creativeness, they want something new and exciting. They're not cold. Yeah, like so Sharon he, Stone's character was. So we're, who did he go for? The the, the, the the same fun journalist, someone yes. who's always open to things. Getting drunk at parties. Right. With. And that's that's and that and it I think it appeals to a lot of people in the way some relation a lot of relationships end up going. You're right. It wasn't it wasn't supposed to be the spectacular blockbuster like, you know, Avengers Endgame or something. Oh yeah, that but was such a winner. It was yeah. But it was a uh, terrible movie. You know, it's in the new two Avengers movies, those two Avengers movies, I had to cut you off, but I'm sorry. Is the first Avengers movie what was it called? Um The Finney War. Yeah. They had that one scene where like all the women superheroes get together and band together and fight. Was that in that one or was that, that in No, it was in both of them. Then they do the same fucking thing in Endgame. And at that time, you're like, oh. Oh, oh, Jimmy. Woke is only just a couple of years. Oh, my God. Just I hate I don't pay attention to things. I hate Endgame. Anyway, I'm sorry. I cut you off. So you're dealing with Richard Gere, a man who is creative, who is. Who has those emotional receptors. Yes. 
Like mo- most men don't really have that. They're they're con- they're content with doing A, B, and C, and as yeah. long as you don't get on their case, they're fine. They're content with going in their fucking man caves with right. all their sport paraphernalia. Sports all. ball. I'm not talking about this. I'm talking about like all over the fucking place. Like they wear like the the New York Jets weight belt, even though they have never been inside of a gym. You know they have the fucking stupid that construction, construction jets. Hat. With the two beer things and the plastic tubes that has been washed, they wonder why they get sick every time they drink from it. They're sitting there <laughs> eating pretzels for freaking eight hours. No, not eight hours. I'm sorry. Twelve hours. Because you know they're the same people who get up every morning, fart on their wife, you know, don't brush their teeth, put an ego in there, and walk down their man cave, and don't leave it until like mid, like freaking nine o'clock. No, they watch Sunday Night Football. They don't leave it until Sunday Night Football is over. And it smells like farts. And and hell of a good cheese and dip and all that stuff, disgusting. That's, that's where right. that's where we're at today. Well, Richard Gere is not one of those people. No, I'm sorry, I went on a tangent like that. So, <laughs> Bunch of betas in here now. And so he, you know, he wants beta cucks. something something else. Yeah, and yeah. it's it's you know what these the, the women who who don't like this wo- because they woman, wo- <clears throat> what they, <laughs> I think what they refuse to to realize is that. Richard Gere's character didn't just go out and bang that woman no. because he was he wanted to bang someone. He wanted an emotional relationship as well. Exactly. Which and probably it, drives all these women crazy because it does. that's it because that's what we give each other. Yes. Right? And for a man to reach out emotionally to some other woman, the that woman the other woman's lost. They don't get it. They don't like, and, you know, they they you know the, there's that one scene where I thought it was a pretty good scene where Richard Gere, and that's when he first tells Sharon Stone that he's, you know, banging his other woman. Yeah. And Sharon Stone's reaction is everything. Uh huh. It's like we'll talk tomorrow. It's like, and he's like, if there was more of this, you know, we wouldn't. I wouldn't be doing this. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's what it's like. But it's the man's like this. These reviews, you know, it's like it's the man. Like no, no, you got to give something to the man. Enough of this bullshit, <laughs> you know. You right. gotta get. You gotta give something to the man who's, who's busting his ass. And I think the music adds to it because it yes. adds, it's not. I mean, because if you replace it with something like rock and roll, no. or like no. like reggae, it adds that like, oh, well, he, it's everything's fine, everything's great, and everything's fun. But the music is very contemplative, and it makes it seem like none of this is easy ever. No, and I agree. and that's and the the car crash near the end really. You know, it, it, yes, it is a dramatic moment, but we knew it was coming. Yes. So it wasn't the high, the high point. Right. It was. It, it, it's sort of a constant. You know, like if you have a tide or something, it's it's a constant. Every moment, every flashback, it's none of it is easy. Now, I, I didn't really like the the writing in the beginning because he goes off on the construction workers or whatever in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, kind of looks like ass. Yeah, I, I was like, you're just a... You're you get your Goomba lawyers and stuff. But it gets better after that. It um, does. I mean, there's there's one scene where I just... <sighs> Which one was that? What do you think? What scene do you think I was just like, oh... Well, I didn't like it when when uh, what's her face came by the the gala the, oh, the museum. It was a speech he gave that was just like, oh my god. Oh well, yeah. But <laughs> when she came by, and she's like, I want to find out what this is all about. I'm like, oh. get out of here, bitch. <laughs> this is work. Yeah, exactly. I mean, get that, out of here, bitch. I, I, that kind of made me mad because if someone that even if I was seeing came by and I had an important event for work, and I you know, and this is an, I, I I I wouldn't be happy, especially you know, because she was one of the, she wasn't one of those. Like you have some women who are like, well, I'm going to expose this man for being a cheating. You know, she wasn't doing that. No, you know, she really liked him. And you know, if you have a woman that really likes a man, you don't go by his place of work essentially, right? And try and try to ruin the biggest night of his professional career. Correct. That's that's a that's a big no no. I agree. It's no bueno. I agree. And that that kind of irked me. But I'm like, don't let it irk you. It's not real. But it yeah <laughs> yeah. But no, that's what happened. And and I think the whole reaction and him. Uh, like the two women squaring off, that was interesting. I like your work. Yeah, I like your work. And like for the one scene where they're like the guys ask him, like, "I want to come out here. I want to get your architectural opinion on this." What was he saying? Like a dance hall or some recital hall? It's like two men taking a piss. Don't talk about business like that. Two men taking a piss 
want to take a piss, <clears throat> leave the bath. That's just uncomfortable. Right. Doesn't happen that way. No. Doesn't happen that way. Mm-mm-mm. Nope. So I think the and it's and like I said, everything everything is it, it kind of has a drum beat to it. The and it's near the end. He's he's got this letter. He's you know he oh. wants to mail it. And then I realized. What does the letter say? What does what does the letter say? So the letter says that it's not going to work. To who? Uh, who? To the mistress. To the mistress. So he's writing this letter to the mistress saying it's not going to work. I right. love my and wife. He has an envelope stamped. Yes. Addressed. <clears throat> he's going to mail it, and he's sitting there at this quaint, like convenience slash everything. In Everything the, store. In the of nowhere. Yeah. The scenery is wonderful. Beautiful. It's Vancouver. And by yeah. this time, you're kind of wrapped up in his head, mm-hmm. like you're. Following the flashbacks and his, the, basically it's a it's sort of like a torment, and then this this grandpa and his granddaughter come out or whatever, and this truck, and yes, you're supposed to. She looks like the mistress, right? She's yes. like six or whatever, yeah. And he imagines his life with her, with you know having kids or whatever, yeah. But I took it as these people are from like outside of your little bubble, mm-hmm. right? Your little triad bubble that you that you're trapped in. And they're outside. They're real people, mm-hmm. right? And it just, it's refreshing. It was refreshing to see him interact with like a real person. Real person, not his uppity liberal friends who not go to right. a Native American museum. Exactly. That breathe, like they, there's something here. Right. There's something else here besides us. With, which, which is matched with the background. It was just like, it was like, this is real. He's yeah. a real person. These are real mountains. Yes. You know, and for it's a second, real. you're like, huh. It's like a splash of water in your face. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, after that, he goes out and kills himself. Gets into an accident because of the hippies. That's right. Well, they're, they're, they're van stalled. <laughs> Dude, I can't get this. Uh, the tube stuff. And it was either the gas, the weed, man, or the mushrooms, man. Because the whole movie, you're waiting for it to happen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The whole movie, you're waiting for it to happen. And, of course, there's the scenery after. So, anyway, go back. I apologize. So he had this letter that he was going to send to Davidovich. Yep, saying he never it's did. Over. He never did. He kept it in his, po- in his uh, right. uh, jacket. But he made this pocket. phone call as well after he, he saw after he saw this. The, the kid who looked like her. Yeah. And he imagined having pedophilia those there. kids, you know, with her and, and yeah. his life. Yeah. And he made this, this, this like, joyous, happy <laughs> phone message, So which is important. Because yeah. once he gets into the car accident, And in the phone message, he says, I want to be with you, and that's it, right? Right. So she's driving towards, I forget some, uh, she happens to be on the same road because she gets, she, she gets the message. Going to Cirque du Soleil. That's where she's going. Cirque du Soleil. Fucking spandex dancing. And as the car is being lifted up by the, uh, <laughs> the this crane, <laughs> she's, she's like, that's his, that's his quaint little Mercedes. It's quaint, yes. And so she drives to... Uh, the hospital because she gets the, the she asks the cop or whoever's the directing yeah. traffic that fat guy, yeah. and she shows up just in time for Sharon Stone's character to come out because he he died he died and she before she came out though he got she got his belongings because she's his wife right and in the belongings there's this letter she that, read that, the letter she read the letter which in her mind she's thinking he loved her he loved her but but. She, uh, the mistress, got the phone message after, so he, she thinks he really loved her. Yeah, and they saw each other. Uh huh. And they're like both saying, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry." Each thinking each, that right. Each, and and that's basically how it ends. Now let me ask you this: How many more times will Richard Gere have changed his mind? No, I think it was. You I think, think you think I, it was a definitive call, or do you yep. think it was just? You know. I think that was the. I think that was the call. So he wanted to go with Davidovich. Yep, I think that was it. Would you have went with Davidovich? Let me ask you this: What would you have done if you were Richard Gere's situation? Well, not drive like a maniac. Well, that too in the rain. God, in the that, rain. That, that ridiculous and drive by hippies. <clears throat> what would you? Have, what would Tom do oh, if if know. you were presented this situation? What would you do? That's tough. Because you have a you have a a kid and and a the kid was wrapped up in this too, right? Yep, a successful business and you, pa- and you pancakes. work with her, right? Um, her family is obviously loaded. Yes. Um, and I think wasn't her dad in the business too, or something? Something like that, yeah. And so you're having, which was uh, 
No, Martin Landau was his dad. Whose dad was... I don't remember. I can't remember. But anyway, so you have a lot of these factors going on. But I could also see the appeal of having... You know, if you're if you're trapped in you know with this this soulless automaton as a wife, yeah, that that then, describes it perfectly. Then, I don't know. I think I would do what Richard Gere did if I was married to a soulless automaton. You know, because he's got skills. Mm-hmm. If he loses a bunch of stuff in the divorce, he's got skill. He can always recreate and and move on. But at least he's not being crushed by you know living with a robot. Living with a soulless, you know. That's what I would do. But I, like I said, I wouldn't drive, especially in that small little car. It's probably rear-wheel drive. <laughs> I mean, that's not good. No, it's not. But you no. know what I enjoyed, I think, the most? What would you enjoy the most? The depiction of death. Oh, my God. That's another every, thing. It's like... Every, the flat, so you're used to these flashbacks going on. Mm-hmm. But then they still do them, but they're not flashbacks anymore. No. They're. They're in his mind yes, as, as, he's he's, dying. as he's dying. He's, and, he's, and he sees this wedding with her oh my and God. the mistress. That, that was a little bit hokey. But it's, but it's everyone. But it was everyone he saw recently. Yes. It which was. then you're like, wait a minute. What is, is this a flash forward? What is this? Yeah, and, he, then, <laughs> and then he's in the water. Yeah. And then the boat goes away. Yes. And, and Davidovich shows up and she's like this mermaid. Yeah. And, and he's happy. And she dives under the water. And so does he. And they're swimming. And they're swimming down. And it gets darker. Yeah. And darker. And, and then the screen goes black. Yeah. And it stays that way for a couple seconds. Yeah. And you're like, the credits he's, dead. he's dead. He's dead. And it's just, you know, it, it was such a... Because no one knows what happens in your head. I think you're very much alive and they kill you anyway. But Yeah. And then they start to saw your chest open. Anyway, I have no evidence of any of that. Um, but the, uh, but it was it was fear, it was fear, just fear. But it, I think it was a great depiction. I thought that was also underrated as far as this movie's concerned. I, I thought it was great. Um, uh, the, the wedding, the wedding scene, it freaked me out when he's like looking around and he's toasting Sharon Stone and dinosaur guy, pancake but you, guy. But, but yes, but you're just. You, it's at that point you're like. Something's up. Something's up. This is he, this is weird. What is going on here? He sees the hippies because you're because you're used to the flashbacks. Yeah, exactly. It's a it's a it's a it's a, yeah, it's uh, a, a sudden te- adjustment. A technique that they've used the whole movie that yes. they kind of like spin. They spun it, and it's but it's, it stays in the same cadence, right? Yes. It doesn't jolt you. It doesn't surprise you. Correct. But then you're like, huh? Yep. And then the next one comes, and you're like, okay. Yep. All right. This is happening. And yep. and then that's it. And it stays with the same musical palette. And I don't know. I, I At the end, I was like, hmm. You know, you're, you're just like, hmm. Hmm. Because anything that he wanted is, is moot at this point. She goes back to doing whatever she was doing. And then Sharon Stone's character gets to run the business. Yep. Make more money. Make more money. Yeah. So, you know. There it is. There, there it is. It wasn't. A, it wasn't a terrible movie. I will say that it was a very slow. It wasn't a movie I would typically watch. Typically watched. I'll give you that. No, no, no. It's nothing in the action or no blowing shit up, mining stuff that us guys like Lord who of the rings or something. Yeah, it's, it's God, no. That. If I saw this and we weren't reviewing, I'd be like, no, I'm not watching this movie. I want to watch Transformers. Right. The it's, cartoon. It, the cartoon. Yeah, eighty six. The um. Yeah, this is something that wouldn't come across no, our this, desk, and we would go, "Oh yeah, let's do that." <laughs> it's that's a good idea. Get some beers, good Johnson. We're gonna watch Intersection. What? Are you at an intersection? My God, this you think Gears character got Davidovich? He wasn't bad looking, and Sharon Stone, man. Well, he's Richard Gear. He is. He is Richard Gear. But I like the in, the intersection had, of course, numerous meanings. Yes, it did. Which I also liked. Yes. You're I right. enjoyed that. Thought that was nice. So, what would you give it overall? Well, I liked uh, besides the beginning, as far as with the writing, uh, I liked the characters overall. I think they were sufficiently portrayed in their differences mm-hmm. that would, you know, would cause you to, you know, uh, either vilify or sympathize with the main character. Mm-hmm. 
I think besides that beginning, I thought Richard Gere did a decent job. Mm-hmm. I liked the music. I liked the scenery. Mm-hmm. I liked, like I said, I liked the depiction of, of death at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, seven, at least. Oh, seven? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to give it a uh, solid five. Five? I'm going to give it a solid five. Because it's, it's not my typical genre, but it's not a bad movie. I get no. it. Um, a solid five. I'm gonna give it's just it's just like for what it is, it's a five. It's a five. It's a five. Did you like it better or worse than last week? Uh, Sliver. Um, I like it better than Sliver. Yeah, me too. I like it better than Sliver. I'll say that. And that, I think it portrays again. I think it portrays. Sharon Stone as as having that range that she doesn't automatically have to be the in charge, sexy goddess yeah. character she, that always gets her way. She apparently like begged the director to cast her in this movie. Really? Yeah, she really wanted to be in this the movie. She wanted to be that. And he, they were like, "Oh, you want to be the mistress?" She's like, "No, no, <laughs> I don't want to be the mistress." And that's smart of her because she could have easily been the mistress. Yeah, I think Sharon Stone is, I mean, in reviewing these movies, and this is the point that we do these podcasts because we're brilliant, is he's giving you a good, a new appreciation for Sharon Stone. Right. A new appreciation for her. So, Mm -hmm. anyway, I guess that's it. That's it. That's it. We we got it under an hour, 52 minutes. That's good. So, um, next week we'll be calling the specialist. Specialist. Sharon Stone. And then Gloria? Yep, that's uh, 1999. Then we're going to... Then! Why am I pointing at the computer? Like, I'm like, there's someone there. He's, I'm like, you know, he's pointing and you I'm can't like, see like, I'm, I'm, like, I'm pretending I'm pointing to the audience. I'm pointing to the audience. <laughs> we have our fifth anniversary show. Number five. Number five. We're going to see if we can get some people in here. Not sure what movie we're going to do to America, but I... <laughs> I... I... <laughs> uh, not sure about that. <laughs> It's weird because we like the podcast started out with Predator. All right, we're we're in October, so it's a horror movie month. It is. It's like, what movie are we going to do to celebrate both the fifth year anniversary of this stinking podcast? Stink. And and shocked in our in our shift in the Shocktober. I don't know. That's a hard one to guess. That is a hard one to think about. It's got to celebrate both the podcast and Shocktober. It's tough, but I will, uh, I will derga derga about it. I don't know if we can find Amazon One on the Moon. I don't know. I do not know, sir. Well, we've got time. We've got time. Anyway, next week we'll be back. Have a good weekend, y'all. <laughs>